heaven? No. It's Iowa. Hey, Eric, check it out. It's my new car. Yeah? What kind of car did you get? Uh, 1992 Plymouth Sundance, baby. Woo! Isn't she sexy? That's a that's a pretty bad car, buddy. Why don't you be careful what you say about my, my lady? She's real sensitive. Uh, I, I once had a, a 92 Cutlass Supreme. I don't want to hear about your whore car. Was it your actual car is a Cutlass Supreme? Yeah. Is that your first car? Mm-hmm. You never forget your first car, Ben. The Plymouth Sundance was my first car, also a 1992 Plymouth Sundance. That was my actual first car. Had a rust streak over the top. It didn't repair itself. No, I, I lost the bumper. It was red, and I lost the bumper, and I had to have it replaced with a blue bumper, so the colors didn't even match. It was a real piece of shit. But it was she was mine. Did you give it a name? I don't think so. Was it a she? Sure. Was it yours? No, mine was. Uh, it was gender neutral. We didn't have pronouns for my car. Only one thing's better than car. And that's podcasting. We're talking Christine on the Pod of Dreams. She is seductive. She is passionate. She is possessive. She is pure. Evil. She is Christine. A 1958 Plymouth Fury, possessed by hell. Her previous owner is not alive to warn her present one. Once she lures you behind the wheel, you will be hers, body and soul. There is no place you can hide, no place you can run, and nothing you can do can stop her. Because how do you kill something that can't possibly be alive? Christine. Body by Plymouth. Soul by Satan. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pod of Dreams. If you listen, we will pod. I'm Ben with Eric, and today we are talking about 1983's Christine, directed by John Carpenter. Now, before we get into this movie, Eric... One of the first things it starts off with when we're introduced to the titular Christine, the song Bad to the Bone by George Thorogood plays. But it shows us that this took place in 1957 or whenever it was in the 50s. George Thorogood's Bad to the Bone didn't come out till the early 80s. Were you just, did you see this and you were just done with the movie from there when you, you heard this music? That didn't? No, they aren't listening to Bad to the Bone. We are. It's score. It's score okay. for the score is different than characters listening to the music. I see what you're saying that that it would be a time issue, but the, the, if the, if they had it on the radio, by the way, the, I love fucking love the way this movie starts. You just oh. hear the hum, the roar of the engine, this, and then fucking fades in and bad of the bone starts, and we're at in Detroit building this car. What an incredible way to start a car monster movie. But yes, I see what you're saying. I, I think they get around it because I think the music is basically score. Okay. No, I love the intro too. I mean, the song is great. I don't have the same. I, I, I can be a little more loosey-goosey with stuff depending on how the movie's trying to be. That seems, yeah, it's not trying to, to have the music be on the radio. It's character development. We see that we don't know. Christine 
not a spoiler, is the demon car at the heart of this movie. She was just born that way, bad to the bone, from the day I, she was born. I will say there is a running like timer where it has the dates and the years. I, I, we didn't need that. I, I don't know why that. Yeah, later on it shows us like yes, yeah, November. October first. Yeah, it's like why? Why are we? Why do we need to know what date it is? Is that important? I think they wanted to. We'll get into. It, but I think they wanted to show us the main character like progressively getting worse because the pacing was off and awkward. I think, but. I think that was a solution. There's, time, to the there's a lot of time jumps. There, it does skip time. Maybe that was like there was. They probably did some test screening. People were like, I was confused on what when this was happening. So they put yeah, dates I, in. I, I think so. I mean, I think it was trying to. There, I mean, there, there's a, a problem that I think it's trying to address, but it is awkward. We didn't really need it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. That you you see the assembly line, see guys working on it. You get introduced to Christine the car right away. You just know that she's inherently evil, basically. Did you hear the bad to the bone? Um, she smashes a guy's hand and kills another guy and then cuts away. And we, that's it. And that's what we get for Christine. Uh, and that's great. That's what we need. It's Yeah, it's an incredible way to start the movie. It works great. And I want to say literally everything with the car is great in this movie. Um, the car looks incredible. Um when it's on fire and running the guy down. Incredible it's great. shit. Yeah. When it's trying to squish the guy who's in like a little alcove or whatever. I don't know what that is. Looks great. When it reassembles itself after it gets destroyed, it's great. The car is great as a character. Um, and it's great as a metaphor too. I mean, we're going to get into the plot a little bit, but the car is gendered as a, as a, a woman and it is a woman. And you can read a lot of these scenes as if the car were a woman we see a guy checking under her hood and it's like the guy's got his hand in her skirt and she smacks it away. Another guy goes into her and the radio plays and now, you know, is it, are you going to be mean? Or are we going to be together? And he flicks, you know, the edge of a cigar off, flicks it off into, you know, the cab of the car. And that guy ends up dead. Functionally, the car is like gang raped later on and she gets revenge against the guys that raped her. Um, at one point she tells the character he can't come in. And she's unavailable to somebody else. And it's it works as this metaphor. And it's it's just incredible. Every sequence of the car is great. Um, we can talk more about why that's great. But for me, Eric, what I was disappointed was basically everything that wasn't the car, I thought was much less than great. I thought a lot of it was downright bad. Um, what do you think about the non-Christine parts of the movie Christine? Uh, see, it, it, so I love Stephen King. I love his books. And he, he does spend a lot of time with the characters. Relationships are always important. There's always things about, like, the parents and the family and friendship. And I love the buddies, like, the two friends. I, I, I loved how it's, like, it didn't make sense, like, why this jock guy was friends with this dweeby guy. They didn't even explain really why. But they're just best friends. And, like, who cares? It's, it's a... F- kind of interesting relationship to see in a movie you never see like a high school movie where these kind of opposite guys are buddies and i thought the high school stuff worked i think where it falls apart is just the arnie guy that he's character the worst part yeah he, there's a there's a lot of ruins the movie like, a bit yeah because he's in so many scenes and he's not good he no. wasn't really convincing as the nerd he wasn't convincing as the nerd gone evil um, and the writing isn't great either for a lot of his lines. I mean, I don't think some of the lines he's saying are all that wonderful either. But yeah, he never, never sold me on any of it really. But I, I, I love that like his parents are overprotective, and he ha- they haven't given him a chance to blossom and grow. 
and there was a lot of interesting stuff about that. And then, you know, when, when he gets the car, it changes him and he sort of gets possessed. But yeah, I, I just think that that actor or the character, maybe it is the writing, uh, it's both. I failed think, the movie, failed the idea of the movie. Because, but, but at its core, I mean, this should be a stupid movie. It should. I mean, it's a killer car. Like that's a that's a dumb idea. This movie is way better than it should be. It has no business being as good as it is. And that's Carpenter, I think. No, I mean all the stuff with the the, the actual main character Christine is great. It, it really is. I, I love all that stuff. Uh, the music and everything about her as a character is incredible. But the problem is we have to, yeah, it takes the Arnie stuff. It, it doesn't play it for camp, right? So he's taking it seriously and the serious car stuff works, but then the serious character starts to go come slowly corrupted. It just doesn't work at all. The pacing of it doesn't work like early on, right? He confronts his parents and he's, he, at first he's got some good points, right? He's got overprotective parents. He just wants to buy a car using his money that he saved up and they're being kind of dicks about it. Um, but even then he, it wasn't sold on those scenes either. I mean, yeah, it should be when we were kind of rooting for him initially because he's getting his confidence. Well, um, his, and his mom was just I, – no. I don't know what you think about that mom character, but holy shit, like she was nagging on the buddy, and he's only like there looking out for her kid like to to give him shit when he's like, hey, I'm just – I told him not to buy the car, like that she would even ever think to give him crap like really frustrated me for some reason. It's like, no, she was mom. a jerk all, yeah. all, all, the, all the way through. And the dad was just kind of ineffectual and lame. Um, I, I, yeah, I didn't love their performance either. I mean, there are a couple of performances in this movie I love. And then everything else I just think was bad. Cause even the buddy, I didn't like all that much. He's not as bad. Arnie's the worst. He's the worst performance. And his is the most crucial to the film. But I, I didn't love the buddy's performance. I didn't like, love if the that guy's like Michael J. Fox or something. Like this movie's a lot better. Sure, there's yeah, there's probably a lot of people that could have done a better job. Um, I mean, I, I saw on Wikipedia they were they you know debated whether they wanted unknowns to do it versus like you know Kevin Bacon was offered it. It would have been better with Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon would have been great, uh, but he yeah. turned it down to do Footloose instead, which probably I mean, I wasn't call. a bad yeah. yeah, it wasn't a bad career move for him. Um, I, and you know, those guys just just didn't sell. But yeah, I didn't like the buddy, and I didn't like the right. I mean, there's a yeah, movies age. Uh, the the gender politics in this are rough, and maybe that's part of the point. And there might be a critique there, but like the buddies call a woman a sperm bank at one point. Like, oh geez, eighties high schoolers. And there's stuff about it I like just from a reminiscing standpoint. I mean, I love the era of movies where you want to show somebody is bad, they have a switchblade. You know, I love that. There was a time in movies where like you need to show somebody's a bully or a jerk. Or evil, give him a leather jacket and a switchblade, and he's just that's it. He's a bad guy. But holy guy crap, like, 80s bullies were something else though, right? Like, he man, looks like maybe, he was 30. He looks right, like he should right. He's like he failed probably high school was. 12 years. <laughs> Did not look at all like a high schooler to me. But like, slightly. you think of like Carrie is another example of like high school bullies. Like, that stuff was intense. You know, I, I thought like, you know, 90s high school experience was could be rough at times, but holy shit, like guys like bringing knives and wow. Yeah. I, I actually, I kind of like the bully guy. I, I, I thought he's he, because he's kind of campy. Like right, when yeah. it gets campy, that's when I like it. Like if right. the human stuff was campier and sillier, it'd be more fun, but it takes it seriously. Um, and that's where it's a problem. It's usually like a serious, like psychodrama that I, I find myself just not all that interested in. 
Um, and again, I, I don't want to pick on the poor main actor guy. I mean, I, I couldn't do any better, but it just wasn't great. I mean, there's just guys that, like the owner of the shop um, that he keeps Christine at. Um, this guy named Robert Prosky, who we'll cover Prosky later on in a different segment, but good character actor and tons of stuff. That guy's chewing the scenery. Oh, yeah, literally. And, and yeah, the cigar he's chomping on. It's super entertaining. I'm not taking him as a serious person, really. He's kind of having fun. Uh, he's just he's going for it, having a good time. And it works. That's one of the two performances I really like. It works. Uh, and then also the guy that was in Home Alone. Um, the guy who sells him the car. Who yeah, was, the neighbor in Home Alone. Yeah, the yeah. neighbor, yeah. yeah. Those are really the two performances I like. But then everything else gets confusing. Even Harry Dean Stanton, whom I love as an actor, he's great. I He fell flat for me as the detective. What is the detective doing in this movie, Eric? He he's investigating a murder. It seems like he's investigating like a oh a person murdered a person, but then in the end he accepts that it's a demon car. He's like you did you did a good here, and then he helps them cover up the murder. I mean, what's yeah. happening with that character? It made no well, sense. Well, he to doesn't me. show up until like fifteen minutes left in the movie too. He's like the movie's almost yeah. over by the time we even see him. Yeah, we meet. He, has, he confronts Arnie once. Or, yeah, maybe once or twice, and then and then we see him at the very end. He's like, "You did good, kids." It's like, what? Dude, were, we didn't get that he was like, "It'd work if he was." Oh, I think there's a demon car. My other cops don't believe it. They think I'm crazy. They think I'm I'm making it up in my head. But there is a demon car. I encountered this before. That's not what we get. We get him like, "Oh, I think you killed these dudes that fucked up your car." But then maybe he know it. Just oh man, it, it threw me for a loop, um, and it frustrated me. Like, why is he in this movie? Why do we Why do we need him in the movie? What's the point of any of this? Well, I mean, there were there would be police involved, right? The car starts killing people, and so I guess I'm I had a is is the car you keep calling it a demon car? Whatever it is, do I'm we? Sure. It, I mean, it, it doesn't matter at all. But like, yeah, is I don't that know. what we're led to believe that the car is literally possessed by a demon? Because it it clearly affects Arnie, like. He starts getting possessed in a way. He becomes a different person. I know that's more of a metaphor for like puberty and you know becoming a man. I guess I don't know. And sort of like psychological abuse uh, and like this codependency or something like that. He's like in an abusive relationship and then he's abusive to other people. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what the car. I keep saying that phrase shorthand. You could call it a ghost car. You could car it a call it a a car that's sentient. I don't know. It can reassemble itself when it's destroyed. Um, although yeah, why that scene you talk, you already mentioned that that I thought yeah, that, that was, was amazing. It is. Amazing I'm like, stuff. how did they do that? No, I, I have no idea. This is uh, this is not CGI. This is just an incredible visual effect. It's just amazing to look at. Um, you know, and then there's another time we see the the car literally on fire. They probably just set a car on fire. Like, man, that looks cool. That's why I say demon. There's flames, but and it's red. But I don't know. Um, anybody wants to make up whatever hypothesis they want about what Christine is. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't matter uh, to me. She's this very vengeful, angry woman and justifiably so in some scenarios, she's treated really horrible by people. Um, so I, I it, it's, it's just tough. Cause I'm really conflicted about this movie. I wanted to like it so much more. Cause so, there's so much part of it that's so incredibly great, but then it just, it's just uh, so bifurcated. Because there's so many parts that are just really bad. You Why did the guy the... get hurt during the football game? Because he was looking at the car. Did the car well, hurt the guy? 
No. Is that what happened? I didn't uh, get He was like staring at the cars. He was running around. Well, he's staring at Arnie because he's making out with this girl that. And that, he that's it. We don't have that relationship. Beautiful. Like, we don't ever see them tender together. We don't ever see them have anything. We see them making out, and then he tries to, like, have sex with her in the car at the drive in when she chokes. There's no pacing of their relationship whatsoever. Well, and we don't even see Arnie, like, ask her out. Like, right. That's he, just, we need the, a scene where he's the, confident, and his the, confidence gets him a right. date. Dennis, Dennis asks her out, and she says, no, she has a date, which you later learn is actually Arnie. Right. And But there's no, like, gap between there. Like, wait, well, you know, if you're if you're Dennis, you'd be to- like, what the hell? Arnie fixed his car, and now he's dating the hottest girl in school? Like, what is going on here? Like, it, it and as a, as a viewer, you're, you're confused as hell, too. Like, wait, what? Who is it? Is that the same Arnie? What happened to him? It's just it's just a quick snap, and I think that's maybe why they put the dates in because I think you're supposed to believe that a lot of time has gone by. Right, because otherwise, yeah, it's, it's disjointed, and that's where I think like the pacing doesn't really make sense. It doesn't. We don't see him get worse incrementally, you know, because at first we're supposed to kind of root for him, right? We're supposed to be like, hey, this guy needs some confidence. He's treated like shit, but he's doing the right stuff. He's being a good dude. Um, but we get hardly any of that, and it's mostly he's just kind of a dick from the get go, and he just kind of stays a dick. Um, you know, we have this final scene where he, one of the last scenes where he's in the car driving with his buddy to a New Year's party and they're drinking beer. And it's I, like, man, this scene didn't work for me at all. Like, I thought you like, I just, I thought you liked beer. It just did not work. I mean, you know the scene I'm talking about where oh, yeah, yeah. his friend's scared and gets, then he lets like, go of the steering wheel and yeah. I was like, I, this is just, I'm well, then you're supposed, then he's like totally gone. He's like totally possessed by the car. But I didn't get that vibe. I mean, I guess so, but it didn't work, right? For me, at least. And in the end, does Christine kill him? Like, he dies. I I felt like nothing for his character at the end. Like, it wasn't a tragedy to me. I wasn't, I guess, I was just like, uh, okay, he's dead now. That's the Stephen King thing. He he always kind of flips the, the main characters where you're, you're initially on their side, and then you kind of fade... And you kind of go back and forth. I, yeah, but I think, he never got me on the side. In this movie, I never got on his side, is what I'm saying. In the beginning, I, you're on his. He's, he gets picked on. It's not... A little. I don't know. I, I think the actor doesn't help, because he's not a likable actor. He just seems like kind of a weaselly, like, yeah, get out of you here, You think guy. he deserved it? No, no, no. He just, he just doesn't, he doesn't come off as, uh, like, a. you don't feel sorry for him, really. Well, no, and yeah, well, you don't, because early on, when like his friends like we need to get you laid, and he's going over women he could try to get laid with, like she's got facial hair, gross. Yeah. And just being a dick, I guess he'll just jerk off. It's like he seems like an incel or something. Like he's kind of a dick to his parents too. I mean, they they are to him as well. But so you you picked this movie because it was leaving HBO Max and you hadn't seen it before. Yeah. Well, sure, we can get into that. I mean, there's just gaps for John Carpenter. I've seen. He has this run from like Halloween in 1978 to, uh, you can cut it off wherever you want to, but l- let's just call it uh, They Live in 1988. Maybe you stretch it a little further. Where he's absolutely incredible, and there's just some gaps in that area. I, have, you know, I haven't seen The Fog. Uh, I haven't seen Christine before this. I haven't seen um, you know, Prince of Darkness. Um, some other ones. I just wanted to see what was on Netflix for John Carpenter. It was this and vampires and this one was gonna expire soon. I was like, I wanna watch it. Um I like Stephen King too. Um I probably not as much as you do, I guess, but he's got some stuff that's really creepy and good. Um I, mean, I had a Stephen King phase 
once upon a time I read a bunch of his, you know books. Um, that's why I wanted to watch it. I mean, you know, and I wanted to have one less gap in a director whose work I really admire. It's really just a bit. And I thought yeah, it'd be a fun movie to talk about and watch. Um, that was it. Nothing more complicated in the logic than that. Um, but I mean, I, I gotta say, because disappointed, I mean, comparing it to some of the other ones, it's clearly not as good as it's got so many incredible movies in that run. And this is, this is just not an incredible movie compared to some of these other ones. And this isn't like an all timer. You wouldn't say this is one of the, 50 best movies of all time. Well, no, um, maybe half of it is. Um, cause I, I, again, I love the, love the titular character. You kind of root for her a little bit. Um, she, we see her murder poor guy, the four bully gang who assaulted her basically and trashed on her and apparently, you know, took a dump on her. Um, and she's sentient and we see her, um, uh, I guess she does murder the shop owner. That's like the worst thing she does. But I guess she just wants revenge for being violated by yeah, the dudes. But but it's interesting because Arnie doesn't kill anybody. You know he doesn't really do it because he's yeah, not driving he's, the he's car. Not in the, he's not in the. Yeah, I mean he's not in the car for these murder scenes until the very end. Like he's not there for the murdering of the four dudes. He's not there for the murdering of the guy that owns the shop. Um, and I, I guess I don't understand what that guy's sin was. I guess he just went in the car. He wasn't supposed to. I mean she lets him in. Um. Yeah, he had, a, he had the shotgun. Maybe he was going to shoot. He felt threatened. But but when he gets in, he's enjoying it. He's like, oh, this is actually yeah. a great car. Even though it's like all burnt and stuff. Yeah. Like, this is a great car. He like, really gets into him, it. right? Yeah. Just bizarre. Um, that was another cool shot. I mean, it was great, but I just didn't, didn't get it. The deaths are really cool in this movie. Oh, like, they're all fantastic. They absolutely are. Um, but uh, again, the, the showdown at the end is kind of anticlimactic. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad the guy is able to hotwire of whatever that a bulldozer. I'm glad that he has that skill set. Good for him. I don't know where that came from. He just can hotwire things. And he can drive a bulldozer. Um, and they just plan to just have a showdown inside the garage. He carves the hey, be at this place tonight, yeah. and Christine, which is cool. I like that. Um, and then Christine was waiting the whole time, just waiting to pounce for just the right moment. Why didn't Christine attack earlier? Good question. Couldn't she have run them both over before they got in the forklift? Right there when he's, you know, etching his, you know, message into her. Why did it just, you know, go full blast on him and run him over? Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the rules were when she's, like, reveals she's sentient when she doesn't, didn't didn't make sense. But no, it was fantastic, the kills. It looks great. The, the chase where, you know, she's confronting, so she's following two of the guys um, who are driving somewhere, two of the bullies, the, the the main one and then one of the cronies, and, like, she follows them, and they try to go in reverse, and she matches them reverse for reverse, yeah. and then he, like, does the half donut or whatever into the garage. Stunts looked great. Um, and I was like, one of the things I just most remember, aside from the car reassembling itself, is just, just seeing the fiery, fiery car the Plymouth Fury, the name of the car, is going down the road. Um, running the guy over. It's like the really evocative imagery. It was just great. Um, I guess I just wish I cared about all the humans around Christine more. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, d- does Arnie actually fuck the car? Does he, Do we think he does? If the movie had a little more guts, it would show that or imply that, I think. 
Have you seen uh, the movie T- Titan? Titan, the French I movie. I know that where a woman gets impregnated yeah. by a car. Uh, that yeah, movie's I mean, that movie's bonkers. You've I have seen, seen that. It. I have seen it. it Why did you watch that? Because it it won the Palm Door and it was like you know nominated for best. You know, I mean, it wasn't nominated for best international feature, but I I like creepy horror movies, like weird ass horror movies, and it is that. It is. It wasn't too weird for you. Oh, it was. I mean, it is out there. It's like Cronenberg weird shit. But I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. See, to me, like if it, if it sexualized the relationship, um, that would be a little more creepy and uncomfortable and unsettling in a way that would make the movie better. I think. I mean, you don't need to be graphic; just kind of imply something. I mean, that they their relationship is progressing. Um, they're getting serious. Uh, you know, as we see him further get you know subsumed by this. Um, why didn't Christine make herself look good before she got sold? You know, he buys her and she's... Didn't find true love. Once she found true love, Arnie brought her back to life. She's down in the dumps. Yeah, yeah. she's sad. She's just had a breakup, basically. Uh-huh. She's grieving. And then he gives her love and then yeah. feeds life back into her. Okay. Mm-hmm. But does she does she kill Arnie at the end? When she well, the glass, the glass, you know, I think it was more of an accident. Okay. Then, yeah, it's not, wasn't totally fleshed out. It's like, it just... Didn't last. Yeah, I guess he's supposed to be so far gone. Is he gonna just live in the car at that point? I don't know. We just don't know. Um, it's all pretty pretty vague. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I would assume he did. I mean, but they're so in love, they would consummate their relationship. But who knows? Yeah, that's how the spirit got in him. That's that was my impression. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite Carpenter movie? My favorite. My favorite is They Live. I, I if you really? ask me the okay. best, I don't know those movies, but. Everything about They Live works for me from beginning to end. I love every frame of that movie. It's entertaining. It's clever. It's smart. It's ludicrous. It's just fantastic. The the satire works great. Um, and yeah, this movie is not is not They Live. It's not the thing. You know, it's not Big Trouble in Little China. It's not Halloween. It's not Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Um, I like that movie a lot better than this. This is one. better than Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Oh, I you think. and I disagree on that, but we can we can get there, or if we're ready, we can dive into that. But I like Assault on Precinct 13 way more. Um, that movie abandons logic pretty early and just goes for weird yeah, atmosphere. As soon as the murder starts, you're just insanity. like, what, what is happening? It doesn't do that. It, it commits to, a, again, a, a psychodrama that is, I don't care about. I never, I never, never care once about it. Um, not really one scene. It falls flat. But, okay. So, yeah. But anyway, um, I mean, Escape from New York is better than this. Um, this is probably better than Escape from L.A., sure. No chance. Uh, I, I, Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. are like two of my favorite movies. I love those movies. Okay, so Escape from L.A. is kind of dumb. Um, it's oh, entertaining because yeah. it's, it's dumb. It's so entertaining. It is stupid, but I love that movie. Okay. I mean, let's, let's get into it. I mean, I, I don't think we're that far off on this movie, really, Eric. Um, I mean, I'm getting vibes. I mean, you might like some of the performances more than I do. Um, but, I mean, I'm pretty much in love with all the scenes with the car and everything else is like, oh, please get back get back to the car. I mean, get, what's your letterbox rating for this? Uh, I give it, I think, three and a half. Um, I, I just, I, like I said, it, it's, it's a dumb idea, a car that kills people. But 
it works and Carpenter is so skilled. I mean, there's like, like you were talking about the, the introduction, introduction to the car, the camera moves in such a cool way and how he films all of the, the deaths the you know, kind of different angles you're watching the way he films the car. Um, he's just a master at suspense. And is this a horror movie? I guess technically it is, but, um, it wasn't scary. No, I mean, there's nothing really scary about it. But he, he just – and the score, too, he does the music for the movie, too. Um, you know, oh, the score's great. Yeah, it, it, the synthesizers, it just it, – he's he just he's an amazing filmmaker. He's one of the best ever to do it. Uh, and, and he elevates this pretty dumb idea into a, into a cool movie. I mean, the metaphors are what they're – you know, we're talking about. I think that's kind of a cool idea. Um and you know, may, may, the the actors I think are not great. That's the the biggest complaint I have is the just the performances of the main people. And then like, who's the who are we rooting for? Who's the star of the movie? Is it the buddy? And then once he gets hurt, he's like kind of out of the movie completely. And then he shows back up, and you're just it, you're left confused by you know who am I rooting for? Who's well, the, Christine is kind of the star of the movie, um, but she's also kind of the jaws of the movie. You don't really see it all that much um you don't because she's dispensing justice she's making choices i mean jaws eats as an eating machine right uh she's not that she's not just indiscriminately killing um from her perspective she's killing for cause i think again people disrespecting her grabbing her touching her when she doesn't want to be touched going inside her when she doesn't want that i mean only kills men yeah it's very sexual right i think you can view this as you know, she's. It, it would work better if we if it made it more explicit that we care about Christine and what she's doing and why, or at least make it obvious that she's just killing bad people. It'd be more interesting to me. Um, but instead, we have to spend a bunch of time with Arnie. I'm like, I, I don't care about Arnie. Uh, you've not made me care one second about Arnie. Um, he does elevate the material. Um, in terms of visually, it's and score, it's great. It's just. It falls so flat outside of that stuff when it's the people. They just really are really, really dull and under- interesting, and it doesn't work to me. The girlfriend I, wasn't great either. Like No, she's not. Yeah. It's like, and some of that's the writing. She has almost nothing good to do. She's like, oh, I care. I mean, just, uh, come on. Make her a person. She's not a person. Most of these characters don't feel like people, and they just had to fill the time because we spent too much time with the car. I don't know. People wouldn't like it as much. I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I put this at two and a half. I, I love that two and a half. I love so much. And maybe you could get me to bump it up to a three, just because parts with the car work so well. But but everything outside of it is, to me, just genuinely really bad. I mean, if John Carpenter wasn't doing these visual effects and making it work as well as it possibly could, this would look like really bad B movie schlock. I mean, the acting you'd be like, oh yeah, these are like people in, in a B movie. Um, this isn't like a mainstream studio production. It just seems that bad to me. Uh, the the non Christian. It's got a little toxic it. Avenger feel to it, you know, in that way. Sure, but that's a movie that's going for comedy, and this plays the drama straight. Um, and that movie's having fun with tropes. This movie's just isn't it sad? What's happening to this guy that you don't care about? Like, it's not sad. I don't really care. Get back to the car killing people, please. Find more reasons for the car to kill. Uh, you know, 
That's what I care about. Yeah, I mean, the Stephen King adaptations it can be a little rough. They're, like, I love Carrie. I think Carrie's a great movie. Oh, it is. It is, yeah. Uh, the It, the original It, I think is pretty terrifying. At least it was when I was a well, kid. I was a kid. I mean, we saw it at the right time. I think if we had seen that for the first time as adults, I don't think it would have landed so much. But you know, I saw that when I was like 11, that fucked with me up. The, the Shining, I think the movie is a thousand times better than the book, um, which is rare for you know film adaptations. But that that movie is way better what than you, the book. What do you think about the miniseries that Stephen King directed or whatever? And then didn't 90s? watch it. Didn't yeah, watch okay. it. Okay, because yeah, didn't Stephen King not like Kubrick's Shining? Didn't like it at much, all. Yeah, yeah I think he took a bunch it. of liberties. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, this isn't. You got the story wrong. Uh, it's Kubrick not. It, the, the, the book is more like a superhero, you know, kid with this like Professor X ability, and it's like no, that's that's not what the movie is at all. And I really like the movie a lot more. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean his material, like uh, Dead Zone, that movie, that Cronenberg, right? That's a Cronenberg movie. Um, not a great film. Uh, love the book. Not a great, not a great film. His, his stuff's just hard to adapt. I think. Well, like Children of the Corn. I. What do you think of that movie? It's been that's that's one I haven't seen in a like little kid blockbuster. Is the last time I saw that movie. It's been a really long time. Same yeah, with scary like. As a kid. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Pet Cemetery, same thing. Like I haven't seen that since I was a little kid. Okay. But you know, th- this movie's be- I think better than those. Sure. I mean, it's one of the best Stephen King adaptations. But to me, I, I don't. I think most Stephen King adaptations aren't great as far as. Misery's Misery's phenomenal. Misery's I lo- better I than this. I love that book, and I love that movie. Yeah, Misery's better than this. Sure. So, Shining and Misery, but definitely better than Christine. This is one of the better, you know. I guess if you're talking like possessed, like uh, Maximum Overdrive is terrible. Yeah, that's another Stephen King. What is the what is his deal with vehicles? Does he have a thing? I don't know. I mean, he just he's done everything. I mean, like any kind of core concept that he can explore, he's, he's done stuff about it. Um, and there's probably a bunch we're missing. I've never seen Salem's Lot, you know. Maybe that one's good. I, I have know. that book. I haven't started it yet. That's one of his I haven't read. I like The Green Mile. Um, I like the books, and the movie's kind of nice. It's not amazing. Isn't Shawshank Redemption based on a Stephen King thing? It's a short story. Yeah. Sure. Um, and there are probably more. Langoliers and stuff I've never seen. Storm of the Century. Some of it gets just gets goofy. Um, guy's written so many books. It, like The Running Man is a Stephen King book like i didn't know that wow it, well okay. he had it he had the different name he switched his name was that the okay i can't remember wrote the name under the, euphemism or, or yeah i can't remember what the pen name was they wrote under but yes that's I right i have it oh whatever i'm not gonna look for it i have it over there not that important i can google it too but i'm not going to um so yeah i mean I, it, it can be one of the better ones and maybe you could talk me into this being a three just because the visual effects and so many parts of this movie work so well but we just spend a lot of time with human characters that I think are poorly written, poorly acted, uninteresting. They don't further the plot in any kind of meaningful way, really. Uh, they just take up space. Basically. I think the first half of the movie is really good. Re- that, that to me, like, I did kind of, you know, f- my brain drifted after, basically after the bullies get killed. Then it's like, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I know that's towards the end of the movie, but... Or when once his buddy gets hurt, I think from that point on the movie just kind of drifts. A it's bit. probably fair. I mean, 
I, I don't think I like the intro as much, but yeah, I was kind of there for the first act. I was like, all right, he's bullied. This looks interesting. And then the Arnie drama just fails miserably. Um, so yeah, this is the most disappointed I've been in a movie I've picked, I think, thus far. I was I really wanted to like it more because so much of it is so incredible, but it, they really needed to make different choices with the, the human portion of this. And I don't know, you, you make it campy and silly and fun. That could work. They didn't do that. They took it seriously, but then they didn't have actors who could land it. And the writing really, it was tough. So, you know, I'm glad I watched it. I, I won't be itching to watch it again anytime soon. I will be way other, a ton of other John Carpenter movies that, you know, much rather watch than Christine. Do you want to do your uh, five degrees of field of dreams? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so <laughs> I talked about Robert Prost, and there's a couple of Robert Prosky earlier on, because he, he, to me, he's, he's getting the tone of this material, right? This is, uh, this is what I wanted um, from that movie. It's like, it's like just yelling about kids, like you damn kids. But there stiff. was a little tenderness to it. He, he actually did kind of like Arnie. You know, and kind of he, he, pre, he understood. Hey, I, you obviously don't have a lot of money, otherwise you wouldn't be in this shithole. Like, right. okay, you can work here. Maybe I'll pay you a little bit. But then Arnie's just such a little dink about it. He's like, well, let me think about it. I don't know. Maybe I don't want this job. And the guy's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm letting you raid my junkyard for free and keep your junky car here. And you got to think about whether or not you know you're gonna work around here and I'll pay you like. That, that was that was another one of those things. It was like, am I supposed to hate this guy, Arnie? Because he sucks. He's Yeah, he's never likable. I mean, you, you empathize a little bit with him being bullied, a little bit. But I wasn't convinced he was a nerd. It didn't didn't ever work for me. Um, you know, if he went, uh, yeah. No, you're right. He's very unlikable all throughout the movie. And it's just like, I just don't care. This guy's just kind of a dink. God, go away. Um yeah, just uh, why don't why don't what's the, why is Christine into this guy? I don't get it. What does she see in him? Just that he's a pushover and she can do what he. I don't know. Um, but anyway, Robert Prosky was my favorite non-Christine part of the movie, and he's just one of these guys. You've seen him in ton, tons of stuff. Um, I mean, he's in so many movies as this character guy. He had a lot of my. I mean, he's in Last Action Hero. He's in Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, a couple of ones that I saw as a kid. Uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Um, I mean, he's in broadcast news. He's in a bunch of stuff as this character guy. You, you people have seen him. Um, he's also in Gremlins 2, The New Batch, which... When was the last time you watched that movie, Eric? It has been a while. I've that definitely seen it many times. We, we watched bonkers. a lot of Yeah. That is an insane movie. There's a great Key and Peele sketch about, a sketch about the development of Gremlins. Check it out. Google Key and Peele, Gremlins 2. And it's like... The guy's just throwing ideas at what kind of gremlin you want. Like, oh, should we have a gremlin that's a lady with big lips? Yep, make it. Put it in there. It's just they keep th- suggesting the craziest and their actual ideas from gremlins, too. Yeah, it, it, it is. Really, it, I mean, the more you learn about how movies, you're like, it's crazy that a major studio greenlist in this movie gave them a ton of money to do that. Like, it just, it's so bonkers. Like, at one point, like, the film rips and Hulk Hogan yells at you, like put the film. Ri- I mean, it's just, it's just a bonkers movie. Um, but anyway, he plays uh, this guy who's doing, uh, he, he wants to be a serious anchor, but he's doing some like old horror movie show in this, like what was the you know early nineties version of like a Trump tower. There's a Trump guy in there. 
Um, and he ends up getting to be a reporter because he's, you know, it's ludicrous. Just like everything in the movie, he's ludicrous, but he's great. He's fantastic in it. Um, Christopher Lee is also in Gremlins 2 as the uh, this guy who who has all those weird genetic things and creates all the weird weird gremlins, including one made out of you know lettuce and the spider one and the bat one. And it's anyway, he's great. Um, he's like it's a genetic lab that has office space in this crazy high tech building. Um, Christopher Lee did you know speaking of old horror, he, he worked in this old British movie studio, Hammer Horror. He did a bunch of movies um, for Hammer Horror with Peter Cushing. I, I went with Dracula. He did a version of Dracula in the late 50s. Um, but there's a bunch to choose Is from. Is Wicker Man in, in that group? He's in Wicker if, Man. He is in Wicker Man. I don't know if Wicker Man was made by Hammer Horror. I, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Some horror nut will tell me how wrong I am. But uh, I, Not that I'm aware of. Um, I think that one was different. He's in a bunch of these. Wicker Man is a little too serious about it. Uh, there's an element of like silliness to some of the stuff that happened in the late 50s. Um, but anyway, Peter Cushing is in it. Peter Cushing played Grand Moff Tarkin in a little movie called Star Wars uh, Episode Four: A New Hope. This is a new hope, not an old hope, not a languishing hope. Um, and James Earl Jones is in that, who was uh, in Field of Dreams. So there's my five degrees. How about you, Eric? Nice. I went also went with Robert, Robert Prosky. Robert yeah. Prosky. That's how I'm pronouncing it. Yeah. Uh, he's in a phenomenal movie, Thief. One of is it Michael, Michael Mann's Man. first movie? Uh, love that know. movie. He plays the like kind of the fence or whatever. He's the the gangster guy that that makes James Caan have to have another job. Um, and so I picked James Caan's also in Thief. R.I.P. Sure. James Conn, recently deceased. Yeah. He's in a movie I just watched called Killer Elite. Um, that sounds terrible. It's a Sam Peckinpah movie from the 70s. Oh, okay. I didn't love it. It it was it was tough. It was a tough watch. I had a hard time getting through it. I appreciate you trying to watch older movies on your own. This just yeah. makes me so happy. Killer Elite sounds like a, a shoddy Netflix production to me. Like you just see some like well, low budget been, action I think there's Killer been Elite. a remake of it, but yeah, it does sound like a Netflix movie. Um, Killer Elite with Chris Helmsworth. Yeah, and, and Peckinpah's like he's a good filmmaker. Like uh, oh, I mean, Wild Bunch is great. Wild Bunch, yeah, for sure. Um, Robert Duvall is also in in uh, Killer Elite, and uh, he's in a movie called Open Range with Kevin Costner. Sure, okay. He's in Field of Dreams. Lovely. So there's that. Um, should we should we get into some trivia for yeah, our let's, next let's, I wanna, movie? What are we watching next? I want to know. Okay. All right. So, again, just kind of going over. I'll give five sort of hints or clues to our movie for next week. And uh, Ben's going to make a guess. See if he can get it. Uh, all right. Clue number one. This movie was released in 1993. Okay. Probably doesn't help. No. Uh it was directed by David S. Ward. This is the director's name. Okay. It doesn't help me. I'm not familiar overtly with the he, uh, he wrote the screenplay for The Sting. He also directed Major League, the movie. So oh, wow. Okay. That's him. Okay. Uh, this movie stars Halle Berry. <laughs> Okay, I have, I have, keep going. 
Keep going. All right, so two more clues. You might get it from the this next clue. Uh, it, and this is a pretty pretty cool clue. So this film was shot on location at several American universities, including the University of Michigan and the University of Iowa. Okay, I'm off. All right, I, that, that threw me for a loop. That didn't help me at all. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Last clue, I'll just read you the plot. Maybe the plot will give you this movie. Uh, Several players from different backgrounds try to cope with the pressures of playing football at a major university. I'm confused. This is a... They're playing football at schools, and they're stressed about it, and it's tense, and it's serious. Um, It came out in 1993. Starts Halle Berry. Omar Epps. It also stars James Caan. I've got no nothing. Idea. Uh, the movie's called The Program. I thought, in honor of the football season starting, Ben and Eric are back at it again with the pot of Rosedale. We're announcing it here. If you follow this, we're we're going to jump on, and there will there will be. Uh, few episodes of our Pot of Roselle popping up. Let's jump into college football with the program. Okay, I, I maybe I've heard the name the program at some point somewhere at some. You've point You've never in time. seen this movie. You never seen it. No. Oh, okay. I was thinking like Swordfish or something. I was way off. Okay. No, I wasn't even close. So okay. Don't know what to expect with this. All right. Well. I guess it's time to get with the program, Eric. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, take it easy, man. All right, yeah. Later, everybody.